Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 302. Today, we introduce a new series here on the podcast. I'm very excited about it. I'm also a little bit nervous, if I have to admit but we're calling it Behind the Mic. And here's the concept for this show is we want to give you a chance to kind of see behind the scenes a little bit. You know, our company right now is going through a lot of exciting changes and we're growing and expanding. And as most of you know, we just launched a new program. We've completely pivoted our entire messaging and what we're teaching. We've doubled the size of our team. I mean, there's so much stuff just going on in my world that that you don't really get to see or hear about, right? Because it's happening behind the scenes. But there's so much lessons that I'm learning every single day as things progress for us. We just thought it would be really valuable for me to be able to have just kind of an intimate conversation with you. And this is off the cuff. It's not scripted. That's why this is a little scary for me because I like my little podcast scripts and I like knowing what I'm going to say. And I just have, I just got just a couple of bullet points in front of me right now of just things that I know I want to touch on as a concept. and But I just want to be able to have a chance to have a, have a conversation with you in a little bit of a different way and, and hopefully connect with you in a different way and maybe give you some value in a way that we haven't in the past. So, so I just put that out up front just to prepare you. Uh, if, but if you do enjoy this format of the show, please, I would love to hear from you. Just let us know, yes, we would love more of this kind of stuff because I think it really can be valuable for you. There's a couple of, there's really two key things that I wanted to talk to you about today for this first episode of Behind the Mic. Number one is I want to talk to you about the power behind learning how to let go. And when I say letting go, what I mean is as the leader of your business, as the CEO of your company, and I know a lot of you don't yet look at yourself that way. I, if I'm honest, I still struggle. Like, you know, it says CEO on my business card, or I don't have a business card, but my, it says CEO on my email. But I'm, I'm like, am I really a CEO? Some days it doesn't feel like I'm a CEO. Most days it doesn't, especially when I've got two kids hanging all over me all the time. But you know, to be able to really step into that CEO mindset and to build a company and a business that is really bigger than you, you've got to really learn how to let go of control. You got to learn how to delegate to others. You know, the, the lesson that I've had to learn is that there are people out there that are capable of far more than what we give them credit for sometimes. And the only way you can build a sustainable business that gives you freedom is you've got to let go of control and you have to really learn how to start to delegate to others. See, the thing that I've seen in my business is my desire to do it all has really prohibited me from leading people the way they need me, they need to be led. And so, you know, we've been, our company's been around for five years and we've had a lot of success, but we have a very small but mighty team. And here's kind of how our business looks behind the scenes up until the beginning of this year where things change drastically is it's like we're all virtual and we all wear many, many hats every day. And it's like we just get it done. There's not a lot of communication. We have a a call once a week where we get together and not a lot comes of that most of the time. And it's just like everybody's out there kind of doing their thing. And I've got my list of things that I do. And that's my primary focus. And so like the idea of me like being a CEO of a business, it just didn't really feel that way because I honestly didn't really feel like I was leading people. I was just guiding them in a direction that we were going. And it really, it really, if I'm honest, it like always kind of ate at me 
because I knew that there was more I could have and should have been doing, but I was resisting it because me stepping more into the leader role, the CEO role of our business, it, what it was going to require me to do is, is start doing less. And, you know, you've heard me talking a lot the, about the power of doing less. And what I recognized was the reason why I was afraid of doing less is because I had this crazy high standard of excellence and how I thought things needed to be done. And I had my own red light story that if things didn't get done the way that I knew I could do them, that it would actually harm our business. And that limiting belief, that red light story was put to the test about two years ago when we made one of the best hires we've ever made in our business, a very good friend of mine, Megan, who is our director of coaching and fulfillment now. And if you're a student of ours, you had a chance to work with Megan. You know how amazing she is. But I got to the point where I just recognized that this business was not going to continue to grow and it was not going to get to where I wanted it to go. And where, you know, my primary motivation is really just impacting and changing lives. And it's not that we hadn't done that, but I recognized that we were reaching our capacity to do that because of my unwillingness to let go of control and put other people in a place to be able to carry the torch with me. And, you know, we made a big decision two years ago that I, I stopped doing all the coaching and we allowed Megan to start coaching. And I'll be honest, that was really scary for me. It was scary for me because I was putting someone else in the spotlight. Now, granted, she was a, she's like one of my best friends. I trust her with my kids. You know, if anybody that I would be feel okay with, but it's just, it's scary when you create something, you work so hard to get it to a place and then you give somebody else, you put someone else in the driver's seat, you know, and there was all these red light stories. What if this happens? What if that happens? And I had to really kind of coach myself and learn how to manage my mind and say, yeah, but Bob, what if this other thing happens? You know, I just had to recognize that I only have so much time and I can only, you know, touch and impact so many people. And I'm like, this, this thing that we're creating is bigger than just you. So I let go. And it was one of the best decisions that I ever made. But, but I found myself still in that rut and in that place, you know, five years in, multiple seven-figure business, we're running it with essentially four people other than myself. And we had a bunch of people on our team that are amazing, but they were stretched too thin. And, you know, I had to, I got to a point at the end of last year where I'm like, man, something needs to change. Something needs to change. And that was where we started coming up with Love, Serve, Grow. And we came up, we launched a new program. And I'll talk to you a little bit more about the program. And behind the mic, this series is going to be a lot about just my experience of teaching this new program to our new students and just kind of talking to you about some of the things that I'm seeing from an instructor point of view. But I thought it would be really helpful today to kind of put a little bit more context behind where we are as a business. But in the beginning of the year, I just made this decision. I'm like, look, if things are going to change, it's got to start with me. And I had to remind myself of the power of me letting go and putting Megan in a position to be able to, 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 to do this work with us. And I said, this, this, I need to kind of really buy into this idea. And up until the beginning of this year, I looked at employees as expenses. Employees cost money. They're, they, are our big, they are our biggest expense of our business. And I had, and that was one of the things that kept me from hiring more because I'm like, yeah, but then I have to spend more, right? It's that scarcity transactional mindset. And, but the problem is, is, is it limits growth, you know? And so when I think of like your business, it's not necessarily about hiring a new person, right? It's about you being willing to put those people in a position to do things that you've normally done so that they can learn and grow and become better. Sometimes like I just got to the point where I realized, okay, I need to really stop looking at this like their employees cost money. 
And they do cost money, but the right people, it's an investment, right? You're investing in people so that you can ROI long-term, right? Like the people that I look at that we've hired that are on our team now, I know they are, they are worth so much more to this business than what I'm paying them. And I think when we think of it from a perspective of being a leader, yes, I get it. It costs you time. It doesn't cost you money, but it costs you time to slow down, to include others, to mentor them, to give them coaching and feedback and provide a, an environment of accountability. That, that's a tremendous investment of time. And I would even argue time is even harder than money to let go of because we're, we're, you know, we're, we're just so conscious of it. But we have to be willing to make these short-term sacrifices in time and money so that we can long-term live the kind of life that we want and build the kind of business we want. And that's what I realized is when I really started getting clear about Love, Serve, Grow, I'm like, man, this is so much bigger than me, especially with our current messaging about hustling less and simplifying and doing less and you know, creating a community that's built around freedom. And it's not just about making the money. And not to say we don't want to make money, but I'm like, man, people need this. Like, We're going to change lives. And I'm like, okay, I got to find some people to help me. And in true Bob fashion, my wife will tell you this, anytime I decide I'm going to do something, I am all in. If I find a particular t-shirt company that I like, I will buy every color of that particular t-shirt. If I, if I find, if I make a decision that I'm going to hire and expand my team and change the way that we run our business within 30 days, we are the size of our company is doubled. We have weekly check-in calls. We have SOPs, job responsibilities, and we've transitioned everybody to payroll health benefits and 401k. <laughs> yeah, that happened in 30 days because I am a lunatic and I just decide I want to do something and I do it really fast. And so I'm sharing that with you so you can get a sense of like how much change is going on. Like I went from literally doing uh, for, as a team for us doing a one week call, a, a one out, like a 30 to 45 minute call once a week that we, if I'm honest, we barely even got much done to my entire Monday now is literally calls all day. Team call, weekly check-in calls, strategy calls, planning calls. And that, that idea to me is it, it's very painful because I value freedom and I like just having time. But what I recognized was my desire to just be free with my time and just have it to do whatever I want, we reached a capacity to grow our business. So I had to change the way that I was leading, right? I hired an executive coach. We went through a three, he did a 360 leadership survey. I don't know if you've ever done these before, but it's basically like your team anonymously answers all these questions to grade you on your leadership. That was a very eye-opening experience. It was not an easy thing to see, right? I got a lot of really direct feedback. And one of the biggest things that people said was that a lot of times we feel like he's checked out of the business because we barely hear from him or talk to him. And, and it wasn't that I was checked out of the business, but that was the perception. And I said, that can't continue that way. People felt lost. They didn't feel like that they were getting enough direction from me. So. 
per the recommendation of my coach, we started doing weekly check-in calls and, and I fought it. I'm like, man, I do not want to do this because now my entire day Monday is committed to the team. But guess what? That was part of the problem. I was feeling a disconnect in our business because I wasn't as involved in their development and in their growth. There wasn't enough communication. I didn't really feel like, if I'm honest, like that I was really loving our business outside of just what I did. And it had nothing to do with the people. We have incredible people, but it just, I wasn't a part of it the way that I needed to be. And we started doing these check-in calls and these strategy calls and working on projects and talking about you know, things that they were doing. And it, in literally a couple of months, it's completely transformed everything. The culture of our business, we just finished a big launch. I am so proud of my team. We had brand new people, Jen, our community manager, Hannah, our new social media manager, Makita, our new marketing manager. They had never gone through a launch before with us. This launch, we did every, we did so many different new stuff. I mean, it was like craziness and everybody pitched in. They stepped up. It was exciting. People were not complaining. They were just doing the work and it was incredible. And I think of, man, if I would have never made those decisions to start to change things, I don't know that any of that could have happened. And I'm sharing this with you just, you know, partially because I just want you to understand that our this journey that we're on of growing and developing is never done. It's never done. The minute that you feel like you've arrived, you're already in the process of going backwards. Never not be humble enough to realize that you still don't have a lot of room to get better. The more that I've learned in my life, the more I've realized that I don't know. And I think a lot of times, you know, when, when you look at companies or teams or businesses that have early success, but then get stuck and just stagnate, it's because the leader stops growing. They stop reinventing themselves. They stop working on themselves. And that's the one thing I did reach that point. Our business plateaued for a couple of years. And part of it was just due to the circumstances of my life, right? I had a, two kids and we were moving and it was crazy, but I was like, I can't use those as excuses anymore. I have to get refocused on the vision and the purpose of what we're doing here and why I'm on this planet, which is, I believe, to make a difference in the lives of others. And I have to start really letting go in order to continue that mission. And it's an everyday thing that I work on, but it's been hugely helpful for, for me to embrace that. So, so I want to you know consider that. And in your business, have you been afraid to let go of control? You know, I found that a lot of times as leaders or owners or, you know, people that are running a team or running a business, we have, we can, we strangle the growth to death. You've got to learn how to let go of control to let in more of what you want, more freedom, more growth. So how's that apply to your business? The second thing that I just wanted to talk to you, and, and this will just be kind of an intro to wanting to share our experience a little bit about the students is one of the things I think that keeps us from letting go and delegating is that we're always going so fast. And so if you've been listening to the show, you know that I've been talking a lot about the hustle harder trap. We are internally in our company through this program, Love Serve Grow, we are on a mission to end the toxic hustle culture that is being promoted in this space. People are taught They've got to go fast. They've got to do more. They wind up sacrificing their entire life, building successful businesses that make them miserable. They never have freedom or they get exhausted and burned out. And there's so many great people that have come through this profession that are just chewed up and spit out because of thinking they have to hustle. It's not in alignment with how they really want to show up in the world. We're on a mission to end that. 
And one of the ways that we're doing that is with this new program, Love, Serve, Grow. And here's how we're doing it is we are literally forcing people to slow down. The entire first 30 days of our program, most people, when they get into a program, here's what they do. They want the action thing. I need the script. I need the system. I need that, that, this, that, and and what, and I don't know, I've done this myself. I get in, I look at everything. I say, well, that's what I think I need. I'm just going to go right to that. I'll implement that. But that's all in alignment with hustling harder, doing more, going faster. That's what's kept you stuck. You've got to learn how to slow down and build a different foundation for your business. Part of that is what you're focusing on, what you're thinking, but the quality of the actions that you're taking. Now, knowing how hard it is for people to slow down, we're going to, we literally like, we're forcing you to, because we're not even going to give you all the actionable stuff until after the first 30 days. And it's been really interesting to see how hard that is for people. But the people that are buying into it are like, I have never felt this way in my business ever. The first week we talked about really getting clear on your personal vision of success and forgetting about your business for a minute. Just for like, what do you want in, uh, in your life? Like what is truly meaningful to you? And then in week number two, we walked them through this process of simplifying. And what I had them do is that this was very interesting. I had them do a time audit where we literally had people, we, we created this worksheet for them to fill out. And it was really cool. It's like first time we ever did anything like this, like color coded and it tells you what percentages of your time you're adding this here, you know, like crazy stuff. But we had them do this time audit where they're literally tracking every single 15 minutes of their day over the course of a week. And it was really interesting to see how much people struggled with this. But there were some really big things that came out of this. And see, this is the kind of stuff that we never actually do if we're hustling harder because we never see the value in it. Because the minute we slow down, we feel like now we're going in the opposite direction of our goals. But what you don't realize is you have to learn how to slow down to speed up in a sustainable way. And so I took them through this time audit process and people were kicking and screaming. They're like, when are we going to learn this? When are we going to learn that? I'm like, just like, relax, take a breath, chill out. Like this mentality is why you're here because you're constantly looking for that next thing and you're missing the most important stuff. But there were some really powerful things that came out of this process of having them do, we had them do a time audit and then we had them do a business activity audit where they literally made a list and they're still doing it. They're making a list of every single thing that they do in their business. And then we're going to help them figure out what do you eliminate? What do you delegate? What do you automate? But here are some of the things that came from the time audit that I thought were really powerful. And this is directly connected to delegation because until you learn how to slow down and get intentional and present to what's happening in your business, you'll never see the value in doing this. So one of our students, Elaine said, I realized how much little, like how little time I actually spend working my business versus me thinking about it and worrying about it. And I was like, wow, that's powerful. Think like for so many of us, because I I remember I used to do this. Like I would constantly be thinking about my business and worrying about my business. And it led me to believe that I was actually like, I tricked myself into think I was working my business. But then when I looked at how little time I was actually spent doing the things that were going to grow my business, I was like, wow, that's a shock. So that was one thing that came out of it. Another thing was this, was multitasking. This was really interesting. So having our students have to give a name, we we had these four different categories. It was either me time, family time, work time, or business time. And there were a lot of people that struggled. There's like, I don't know what to call this because when I'm, you know, for example, when I'm at the kid's soccer game, I'm working my business, right? Or when I'm hanging out, when I'm watching TV with my husband, I'm working my business. They said, I don't know how to categorize it. I go, well, that's your problem. 
I go, here's a crazy idea. How about when you're at the kid's soccer game, you are at the kid's soccer game? How about when you're with your husband, you're actually present to the time that you're spending with your husband? See, the, there's this huge myth that, that like multitasking is an effective method of growing your business. It's not. First off, it's not possible. Multitasking doesn't exist. Study after study in brain science and psychology will tell you that the more that you try to do, the less you'll actually do. All it does is leave you feeling more burned out, overwhelmed, and exhausted because you're never not on. But we're sold this bill of goods. People say, yeah, join the business. You can just build it while you're in line at Target. We're hustling harder leads us to believe that multitasking is the way that you become successful. It's not. Look, you've got to become present. So whatever you're doing, do it. If you're at your kid's soccer game, put your phone away and watch your kid play soccer and actually enjoy life for a minute. When you're with your spouse or significant other, you want to know the reason why they don't like your business is because you are not, you're never present with them. Honor your priorities, set boundaries. But it was really interesting because people struggled with this. And I said, well, this is part of the reason why we have you do this. Here was another thing that came out of this. Somebody said that I'm shocked to find out how little family time is on my schedule. Schedule. Getting this business has just led me to hustle and workaholism. See, part of really what I want to champion in this space is a totally different mindset around how you actually run your business. It is as important the times you don't work your business as the times you do. And I was guilty of this for a long time. I would never actually schedule my family in. It was always like, you know, that that just happens when it's going to happen. I had my business scheduled. I had my job scheduled, all this other stuff. But I wasn't scheduling my family. And what's interesting is you can tell what's a real priority in your life by the way you spend your time and the way you spend your money. Look at what your money is spent on. That's a priority to you. And look how you spend dedicated, uninterrupted, present time. That's a priority. I had to become accountable to the fact myself that I wasn't honoring the priority of my family in the way that I was running my schedule. So we're encouraging people. You need to have blocks of time in your schedule, whether it's for family or me time, where you're absolutely not working. And not only should you have it in your schedule, your team should know. People are like, oh, I can't do that. Why not? Well, my team will think I'm not supporting them. That sounds like a red light story. Look, what if being, what if the example that you need to be has nothing to do with what you do to your team? People are like, well, I got to lead by example. I have to do more. Okay, what if that's not the example you need to lead? What if the example that you need to lead to, to the people on your team is who you are? It's your state of being. It's living freedom. It's having boundaries. It's having priorities. That's the strongest example that you can set for your team. But none of this will happen until you learn how to slow down. You become intentional with your time. You become more present. You start to delegate to others. So just interesting observations and interesting stuff. So look, I don't know if this episode was good or not. I I hope it was, but I just was rambling today. But but look, if you did enjoy this format and you love having these kinds of conversations with me, let, let me know, please. We want to be able to do some of these episodes. I promise you as we go, we're going to have lots of really cool stuff to just talk about. I'm going to got lots of observations I'm already making in the way that people are learning and implementing what we're doing. And I just think it'll be really valuable for you. So if you agree, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. But as always, thanks so much for being here with me. I love and appreciate all of you. Hope you got some, hope you enjoyed this first episode of Behind the Mic. So I'll see you soon. Take care.